to you, EBO? J.F. Ashcroft, Missouri Secretary of State. I swear to God, I'm not drunk. It's just been a very frustrating morning. He's joining me now on the live line to get an update on what's going down. How you doing, Jay? Jay? How come this happens on this line all the time? I'm going to try to call him back. I don't know what happened, but he disappeared. So I'm just going to do it live. And and you know what? Here. Here. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. All right, let's try this again. Jay, are you there? I am here, oh, and I uh, hope goodness. you're still celebrating that Cowboy win. I am. That was beautiful, wasn't it? And you know what? It was against the Eagles, so it was literally a, a cry. I literally, and not, not kidding, wore my Cowboy socks to bed, uh, an 88 sequined pair of pajamas and a Dak Prescott cup full of water next to my bed because I had to go to bed at halftime and and I thought that my magic would help us through and clearly clearly I'm magical I think you ought to wear that every night they have a game from now on at work <laughs> it did don't think don't get me started on superstitions that's all I need got enough problems all right so Jay we've got so much going on good lord where do we even start I mean um the Hunt Educational Summit. You have been, I mean, do you need new tires? Are you flying? What are you doing? Because dang. Well, uh, I finished up every county in the state a week ago. Do that every year so that I can get out and meet the people of Missouri. And more importantly, let them meet me. Let them tell me what's on their mind, what concerns they have. Uh, generally don't have time for them to tell me everything that they think the government is doing wrong because there's only so much time in a day, but I think it's important to be a public servant, not a politician, to meet the people. And, of course, had over a quarter of the legislature together at the uh, legislative retreat on education to try to really finally push through educational changes in Missouri to put parents in charge and to make sure we're actually educating kids instead of just spending $9.7 billion. Yeah, so, so what did you find? Um, you know, we're... We, we had a lot of good discussion. There is a lot of agreement about where we need to get to, but a lot of disagreement between the legislatures about how we need to get there. Um, I think there was generally consensus, not with everyone, but with most people, that we need to get the government out of education or what they call education and get mom and dad more involved because that's what really works. And we need to focus on reading, writing, and arithmetic, not DEI or any of these other three-letter words. Yeah, I'm so sick of the acronyms they're coming up with now. Don't call anybody fat anytime soon either, Jay, because that's a whole phobia now, too, just so you know. All right, so, you know, when it comes to education and our legislature, as Secretary of State, you've kind of got a bird's-eye view of where they land. It's important to both sides, isn't it? It is important to both sides, but you really have... And, and sometimes it's more of an urban-rural divide than a Republican-Democrat divide. True. But there really is a difference of opinion between those that think uh, administrators and superintendents know what's better, best for your child or those that think the parents know what's best for the child. And then on the urban-rural side, a lot of uh, rural schools are, and, and areas are worried about what happens to our school if we make educational changes, how do we make sure that we still have 
good schools in the rural area when most people think all the bad schools are in the urban area. I think, unfortunately, that most parents don't know how good their local school really is. Fewer than 25% of Missouri 8th graders are proficient in math and reading. That means kind of a C grade in math and reading. That's abhorrent. It, it's it's unbelievable. That's kind of why they're there, literally. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why I say we shouldn't call it education. We should call it spending nine point seven billion dollars, and we need to say what are we getting for it? Yeah, yeah, and you know, I'm all about spending on education, but I think we've gone crazy with how much we spend on education. Because when I was a kid, I know that salaries and you know, food and electricity and you know, whatever, you know, it's it's all gone much much higher. I get that. I understand that. But when we left school. We had final tests, and if we didn't pass those final tests, they knew where we were deficient, and we had to do it over. That's right, and what most people don't realize is even though we're spending $9.7 billion in many, if not most, of our school districts, less than half of that actually gets to the classroom. Where's it going? That money, it's going to overhead, it's going to buildings, it's going to sports teams, and you name it. It's going to everything but the teacher and the actual individual's that are provisioning education. Hmm. That's where it needs to be going. Yep, that's what I want it to go for. Everything else should be funded through boosters, and I think sports should be funded. Don't get me wrong. I think that teams should be available, but anything, uh, you know, ostentatious should should not be funded by us. I like sports, but there should be nothing else until we can actually teach our kids to read, to write, and do arithmetic, because... They're not going to make a living in football. They're not going to make a living in basketball. They need to be able to read, write, and do simple math. Fact. Story. Childhood. Going back there, Jay. Follow along. Um, I had a couple of buddies of mine who were twins. They were a couple of years older than me. All the way through school into college because they were fantastic wrestlers. I mean, they they won everything because they were so built and so strong. Both dyslexic, neither one could read, and they graduated college. Couldn't even read. What a disservice to them. I know. I mean, They uh, ended up dealing uh, drugs. That's what they ended up doing later in life because you can't wrestle for the rest of your life. So I, I feel like they were forced into that. So it's, it's a problem. But that's that's happening in some cases. So we need to really take a look at it. All right, so I know you, the fact, when they call Trump an insurrectionist, it just makes my face hurt because you've got Maxine (laughs) Waters and other legitimately elected but incredibly stupid people out there telling people to attack, to make uncomfortable, to drive out, to do all these sorts of things. We haven't heard much from her lately, but um, Trump is not an insurrectionist. He had absolutely nothing to do with what happened, and I love that you're fighting for him on that front. Well, the the Colorado court, not only did they find that he committed an insurrection, which is bogus, but they didn't give him due process. They admitted hearsay. They didn't let him have discovery. There was no jury of his peers that you're supposed to have in a criminal case like that. And uh, they actually shouldn't even have taken the case. It was a case about the 14th Amendment, and somehow they found him guilty of an insurrection at the same time when they said, <laughs> we can't do anything, therefore the case should have been dismissed. Should this been. is just people that are trying to cause problems in our elections. We've got to stand up and say, no, the people will make the decision. They just don't want him on the ballot. And the funny thing is here, they can still write him in, can't they? They can, and he's not off the ballot uh, yet, although they're trying, and we will fight that. 
but they're scared. You know why? Because he'll actually do what he says he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they don't know how to deal with a politician that actually, you know, fulfills his promises on the campaign trail and actually cares about the people of Missouri and America. They want someone that cares about the lobbyists in foreign countries. Oops, did I say that out loud? Yeah, you did, and it's funny. You know, and he, and he doesn't just do it. He does it with a micro-give-a-crap attitude. He just doesn't care. Trump 2024, baby. All right, so you... <laughs> With your traveling, and I know you've done it all seven years. When when you were on your on your, I'm going to go with escapade because that's a fun word. Um, what are people most worried about right now? Uh, a lot of it's pocketbook issues. A lot of it is how do they have enough money to put food on the table, keep a roof over their heads, and and gas in their cars. Um, they're also worried about the government seems to be taking over more and more aspects of their life and not just taking them over, but ruining them. They're worried about the sexualization of children. They're worried about the books they're finding in libraries. They're worried that there's, they're paying all this money for school and their kids can't read and are going to be dependent upon government. They want children that are prepared to be independent, uh, that, where the government will serve instead of the, the children serving the government. It's not about workforce development. It's about teaching kids to think so they can make their own decisions. Well, my mommy and daddy did a good job because I just kind of grew up. I wasn't raised. I had to figure stuff out on my own. I needed my shoes tied, let them fall off, figure out how to tie them, or you're screwed. You know, that's the generation <laughs> I came from. You know what I mean? It was like, claw your way through or you're going to die. So my generation is sitting here going, what is happening? We are wussifying our entire country. We definitely are. And what they don't seem to understand is people will fail in life, and what you want to do is teach your kids and have them fail when they're young and when the consequences are small. Because if you're old and you fail and you do something wrong, the consequences are large and you may never recover from them. Well, and you've got nowhere else to go. Yep. And nobody wants you. When that happens. So it's it's enormous. But the economic outlook right now, if I hear one more speech about how, how what a great economic downturn we've had or that it is improving so well at such a rapid pace, what are they talking about? It's never been harder. I've, I've never hey, had such a hard time just living. But at least our gas tax is going to go up again in in July. I mean, that's something we can look forward to. You know what? I want to take my shoe and make it disappear into the person <laughs> who thought that was a good idea. You know, they do this stuff. Sorry, Jay, I'm very blunt. But this is this is what they do. That when when gas prices dipped, when Trump was president, they were like, "Well, we haven't raised the taxes in this long. Let's go ahead and do it now." Like it was never going to go up again. Now it's going to be ridiculous. And who do we thank? The people who thought that was a good idea. Well, and, and the real problem is we didn't need it. Nope. This is a continued desire by government, and I hate to say it, Republicans just as much as Democrats, to, to decide that they know better how you need to live your life. They wanted to use a gas tax so that we couldn't decide how those funds were spent. If, if we paid for roads through general revenue then your legislator can make sure that they work on the roads and bridges in your area. If we do it through the gas tax, the legislature has no oversight. That's insane to me. We're just too stupid to make decisions according to the swamp, and that's why we've got to fight back. We do. we got to fight back, and that's, that's the key words. Everybody needs to fight back. So please, tell, how do we do that? Do, I mean, I know we have to elect different people. I get that. But... How do we go about getting other people to understand 
that we we have to make this stop. We have to let's convince them to not vote for those people any anymore. We've got to talk to our friends. There's the people that will listen to us, regardless of whether they uh, agree with us politically or not. We've got to find candidates at every level. Sometimes it's more important to do it at the local level that we agree with, that we can help get elected and put them onto the path to being the leaders of tomorrow. And when we've got candidates that say one thing and do another thing when they're in office, we need to be vocal about that. We've got to hold them accountable. And, you know, this is one thing I would say, the highest requirement we should have this is the the the, the requirement that every candidate should have to meet if they lie to us it should be over yep this idea that we assume and uh, allow our politicians to lie to us no i don't know how we got there but we got to put a stop to it if they'll lie to you when you're campaigning they ain't going to do what they said they're going to do when they're in office we cannot elect them we need to elect people of character that will be honest first and foremost Yes, and but that's hard to get people to understand because a lot of them agree with the liar. That's the problem. Well, I mean, the politicians generally lie in ways that they think people will like, and it takes that's hard true. work. Government makes it difficult to know what's really going on and how they really voted as opposed to how they say they voted. All right. Well, in the time we have left, the border is my biggest concern. I know there are other things we wanted to talk about <coughs> with issues and elections and, and those sorts of things. But artificial intelligence is a problem. All of those things are a problem. They are up and coming, and and they will be something we have to face. But the border is happening right now. This is happening. It's happening right now. It's happened for years. Millions of people are coming across the border. They're not coming for free stuff. They're coming for I'm sorry, they're coming for free stuff, not for freedom. They're not coming to be independent of the government and to assimilate. They're coming to be dependent upon the government. Uh, we need every governor in this country to be supporting the states at the border to give them what they need to defend the border. We need to be fighting back legally and in the courts. We need to stand up for Americans first. It's that simple and yet so difficult for most politicians. And why... I can't make it make sense for myself that people want to say that this is somehow racist, that we don't want people to just be flooding into our country unwelcome because they're doing it illegally. It's 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 a crime. It's not racist. Those people hate American exceptionalism. They hate the idea that America is the beacon in the world that all other countries and people aspire to. America is not racist because it's not Americans. We are everyone else that came here as immigrants and was trans- were transformed by a government that believed in freedom. That has made us what we are. We're not better than everyone else. We are everyone else, but they need our form of government, and they need to fix their own countries instead of trying to destroy ours. Right, and and, and when we say something like that, they say we're racist. So I, it just doesn't make any sense to me that people would want to come to a country that's so incredibly racist. Why would you, why would you want to come here? So, you know, the bottom line is we have to keep ourselves safe, we have to do something to stop the flow across our border, not just economically speaking, but for the safety of we don't even know who the heck half of them are. So we have to be more careful and something has to be done. We have to. We have to stop the phenytoin, I think, uh, that I think is one of the leading causes of death for 18 to 44, the so drugs sad. that are coming across. We've got to stop it. Yep. Fentanyl is killing police officers, too, when they find it in somebody's trunk and it ain't supposed to be there. It's all horrifying. Jay, thank you for making time again today, sir. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Thanks.
Thanks for having me. You too. Merry Christmas to all. Yay! We'll see you later.